How are those dogs of yours? How old is she? Uh, she's one year and two months. She's a character, isn't she? She's really funny. The two of them get on. I've seen the videos of them fighting and the other one biting her. That's hilarious. I know. Maisie's 16 and has no patience at all and I think hates her. And, and Dillis just is desperate for Maisie to like her. So. Well, doesn't so doesn't funny. Maisie hate everyone though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Hi, I'm Chris Jones. Welcome again to my monthly podcast, The Influencers with Chris Jones, where I chat to some of the most influential, inspiring and enterprising people from all walks of life who change, shape and influence our daily lives. This month, again recorded over Zoom, of course, my influencer is Mandy Powell, an ex-Welsh international hockey player who gave up a very successful career in the pharmaceutical industry to create a luxury brand with a social conscience. Now, Mandy, with her business partner, Kerry Davis, wanted to create a brand that would look good in the finest establishments from Port Talbot in South Wales to New York. And by God, they've certainly done that with the fabulous Goodwash Company, with a product that not only feels and smells amazing on the most sensitive of skins and fur, yes, fur, because they're dog-friendly products, but also, in addition, does some good by addressing some of the social issues within our communities. And during these troubling and difficult times where, let's face it, so many people are struggling in many ways, the Goodwash Company really has stood out. They are truly helping and really making a difference. Mandy is fabulous. She's a true entrepreneur with a very big heart. So enjoy this month's podcast. Don't forget all the episodes of The Influencers with Chris Jones are still available to listen to or to download, of course, on the various podcast platforms. So just just one tip, okay? If you ever get the chance to visit Mandy's workshop in South Wales, um, don't upset Maisie the Westie. I'll say no more. Um, are you okay? Are you busy? Are you keeping well? You know what? We're, I'm really busy. Um, I'm all, when, it, when you see people kind of, you know, making banana bread and, and doing all this. <laughs> Sourdough, yeah. <laughs> I've been really, really busy. Yeah, with, with, with work and everything and the orders and obviously the donations. All good. Yeah. So, so basically, the, um, the podcast is called The Influencers because the people that I'm interviewing, I think, are influencers. Now, whether you regard yourself as an influencer or not, um, give us a, a, a rundown briefly of what the Good Wash is all about, first of all. In, in a nutshell, what do you think it's all about? So Good Wash wants to make a difference. Good Wash is based on a premise that you can choose to have a Good Wash and help make, make a difference to the local community. Okay. So our mission statement is to uh, change the world one wash at a time. And well, Golchar at all. I know the bilingual element is really important to you. So let, let, let's go back then, okay? Now, um, for uh, listeners um, of the podcast who've never even heard of, of Good Wash, we'll, we'll talk about it later on, but you come full circle in a way. You didn't start, obviously, doing this kind of thing. You, you was, Describe, first of all, what your, uh, your career was all about many years ago. Where did you start, as it were? Yeah, so I started... Um, working for a pharmaceutical company about 11, 12 years ago called Pfizer. Um, 
I, you know, really successful career. I was head of uh, business and marketing for the UK. Very successful career, traveled the world, um, successful sales portfolio. But it just got to a point where I was like, what am I doing this for? And what's, what's the purpose? And I, you know, I looked around, I came back to Wales and there were, you know, I walked around the city streets of Cardiff and you'd see people like homeless people and some of them were on the, the drug, what's it called, Spice. Oh yeah, but, yeah. You know, I look at the situation with the animals, you know, there's 4,000 dogs abandoned every year in Wales. And I just looked at those figures and I was like this, I want to do something about that. I want to make more of a difference. So did you have a bit um, of a, I, I mean, it sounds to me as if you've got a bit of a light bulb moment that a, like, like, you know, a voice from the heavens spoke to you. Well, or was it a gradual thing? That, I mean, it wasn't on my 40th birthday, Chris. So, you know. Ah, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Do with it, but um, you know, I think when I worked for the pharma company, everything was very much as it should be you know, it's profit, it's, it's patience, and um, I was always more patient focused. You know, I care about even the smaller market shares, I wanted to make sure the patients were happy, so I was always that softer approach. I was never kind of you know, really hard nosed business. It was always, I've got a large empathy gene, I think, Chris. <laughs> I think you have. So, I mean, how do you so basically then? After all these years working for you know a big conglomerate, big pharmaceutical company, was it a fact that you you just had enough? And I mean, I know you said you hit forty, and maybe you had a bit of a well, with all respect, Mandy, a bit of a midlife crisis <laughs> moment, maybe yeah, as we all have. But was it literally you just had enough, and you think, my God, there's more to life than this? I think every, you know when you work for any sales company, you know your target every year is this much, and then it got to the point where. Every year, the target would grow. So on the last year, I think we were hitting uh, a quarter of a billion. No, a quarter of a billion. A quarter of a billion. A quarter of a billion, yeah, on one drug. And um, it was great, and I enjoyed the journey, and I learned so much. And I think pharmaceutical companies, as much as they get a lot of bad press, you know, without them, you wouldn't have the cures for cancer, and you wouldn't have everything that we have. So this, you know, I, I loved it, but I just got to the point where there was more to life than making money. Yeah. Um, so I mean, hopefully, then they'll have a, a big role to play in the, in, in the vaccine we're all waiting for. Well, you know, they they're working on it at the moment. Uh, I know a lot of pharma companies are doing the same thing, but I know the Pfizer's hats in the ring as well. So fingers crossed that they uh, they find something. So with your background then in pharmaceuticals, did that obviously help then in what you decided to do with soaps and shampoos? Yes. My background. So I was in charge of a rheumatoid arthritis project, and it was. It was a fantastic product. So, you know, you have ankylosing spondylitis or people with curvature of the spine um, or they can't move their hands because, you know, they, they can't make a cup of tea because their hands are, like, stuck and, and swollen. This drug was fantastic and it really did work. But it was always the, um, the patient stories that really got to me. It was never really the figures and the sales behind it. It was listening to uh, an elderly couple who had been married for, I don't know, 60 years and... Because he's took our drug, he can now finish his glass of orange juice because he can straighten his neck, or he can look his wife in the eye for the first time in however many years. And it was always those kind of stories that really made a difference to me. It was never, you know, the sales figures, even though they were important, it was that. So so in terms of arthritis and, and dermatology, which are very closely linked, I learned a lot about the skin and skin issues working for, for Pfizer as well. Um, so I, I have brought that across to the, the Good Bosch company, yeah. So, so basically then, that, that attitude, that, that ethos, I suppose, you had whilst working for them, 
stead. has stood you in good stead that because as you said earlier on the good wash is is there's a purpose isn't it? it's not just about making money that's a big big important part of your ethos isn't it good wash is not all about making the money is it no no we wanted to kind of um we wanted to challenge the norm we wanted to have a really luxury high-end brand that would sit on the finest of shelves you know anywhere in the world they could sit on harrods uh or they could sit you know in a local coffee shop in port Talbot, for example but we also wanted it to have a social purpose so you know if you're going to buy a luxury brand it has to do good socially and then we also wanted to add the welsh language to it so each of those three areas, luxury product, social good with the Welsh language, we went to a few different marketing agencies and brand agencies. Some of the bigger ones are like in London and they were like, you're never going to make it work. You, you can't have a high-end brand as a socially good product, like helping the homeless or the two don't mix. You've got to pick one or the other. Right. And if anybody tells me I can't do something, Chris, then you may as well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it then. Something wrong. And, and did the did the we talked about this before? Did the bilingualism element hinder or did it help? So everyone said to us, if you put Welsh on it, non-Welsh speakers won't buy it. I said, well, don't be ridiculous. But I, well, I can. I, do, hang on then. Without sounding, I mean, disingenuous here, I, I, I could sort of see what they were getting at. Can you? I mean, why would anyone in deepest, darkest, I don't know, Kent? Norwich, Hertfordshire, whatever. Oh, there's Washington, Ken. Casual. <laughs> buy something, and I know half of it, maybe they can understand, but then half of it they can't. I mean, there's a certain, not ignorance maybe, but well, yeah, I suppose there is an ignorance of the, the language, and that there is another language, another another part of yeah. the UK that's different to them, isn't it? I say, listen, it's still going on. We're all, we, we all, oh, look at that, dear listener. Uh, we, we're all. Um, we're all aware of that. So you could see their point of view, couldn't you? A big, big company putting the money into something. Well, what's he saying? For me, I, I'm really proud of being Welsh and I wanted the brand to have a very strong Welsh presence. And it didn't mean having daffodils or leeks in it. Like, we tried to avoid that. It needed yeah. to be high-end. But, yeah. you know, Wales is a fantastic country. We've got fantastic people, culture, the language. And it was important for us to put it on, you know, on every part of the brand. Not to be militant about it, you know, we try and link or thread the Welsh language through all of our products by making it easy for people to understand what shampoo is in Welsh or what beard bar is in Welsh or conditioner, for example. And, and we, we stuck to our guns and we think, you know, like if you buy shampoo, a French shampoo, it's got French language on it. Ah, like, okay. Yeah, that's a good argument. Like, I, can see, I can see the argument there. So, I mean, so has it mostly been a positive feedback then? It's been overwhelming. Like we have people in Notting Hill, um, London, people in New York saying, "Oh, I've learned a new Welsh word today," and it's just so lovely. That's um, amazing. It's so lovely to hear that. And I know a lot of our Welsh language, like board members, were really passionate about the language. Feel really proud that you know we've taken something, and even though we've been told not to do it, we've stuck to our guns, and you know we're taking Welsh to the world, which so we feel really proud. Not only are you an influencer in business, Mandy, you're an influencer in the Welsh language, for goodness sake. You're actually helping to save the language or to promote and make the, you know, awareness of a language. That's, that is, that is, you should be you proud of that. We really, really are. And the word, the best thing is, I'm learning Welsh as well. So this is helping me learn Welsh, you know, when we're trying to add new words and new products and things. It's actually helping me learn Welsh as well, which is great. And, and I think... It's always a bit scary. So I don't know 
You're a Welsh speaker, aren't you? Uh-huh. You're a Welsh speaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's always a little bit daunting when you go into like a Welsh speaking group. Like we went to the Ice Stansford in the first year and I was like, oh, they're going to hate me because I can't speak Welsh. And da, 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 da. But do you know what? The fact that I was trying and yeah. okay, on my, um, my price board behind, you know, I may have spelled something wrong, you know, but they were really welcoming and they were lovely and they were really pleased that I was trying to learn Welsh and I was trying to create a brand and yeah, so it was my opinion completely changed, and it's, it's, they're not, you know, I yeah. wasn't so scared anymore. Uh, hey, listen, uh, we, we're not all as understanding, but <clears throat> that's another that's, a, that's another topic. We can uh, talk about that for hours. Anyway, listen, you know when you started, I mean, are you a one-man band? Is it just you? No, I um, set up the company with uh, a social entrepreneur, a fantastic social entrepreneur called Kelly Davis. Um, Kelly's got... 10, 15 years experience of social enterprise. She's won Social Entrepreneur of the Year UK. She's run social enterprises uh, in 15 different countries. You know, she's a, she's a great person to learn from. But you know, when, so I, came, I, when, when I came to see you, sorry, I'm interrupting. When, when I came to see you and you took me out to your garage or workshop, so at the beginning, was it literally a matter of you and maybe Kelly make? I mean, literally making this stuff for yourself and boxing it and labelling it? Was it literally yeah, just yeah. the two of you? Yeah, so Kel, uh, luckily Kel used to live in Penarth and I live uh, on the farm in Barry. So, I, as I say, I decided to give up the job in Pfizer because I wanted to do something good. So I met Kel at a sports event because um, Kelly's an ex-Welsh footballer. She used to play for Liverpool and Arsenal. And I'm a used to play Welsh hockey and Welsh touch rugby as well. So we were at some dinner. That's my dog. Because the postman has dared to knock on our door, and Jack is Jack. Shush. Uh, hang on. Give me two seconds. Shush. He's a big Alsatianism. He's a tiny border terrier. Oh, he's smoking the lizard, Jack Barker. Oh, God. I tell you, anyone who dares to walk up our road gets the full brunt of it. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, so Kelly uh, um, was with you. But was it literally, well, I'm intrigued to say that, I mean, you know, I've seen these products and, and used them myself and then they look really, you know, really, really nice. But what is it? Did you spend a lot of time, literally just the two of you, packing and making and labelling? When it came to the design, um, it was... There was two things that happened. The first thing was we worked with, like, we've got a doctor, a rheumatologist, a consultant on our board as well. And everything that we put together are based on old Welsh remedies that help heal the skin and treat the hair and things like that. So they're all natural, ethically sourced ingredients, but they're based on old remedies. So if you've got eczema or psoriasis, like, we, we can't afford to do clinical trials or anything like that, but based on old remedies, they do help treat the skin and... And the fur for dogs as well. If you've got yeah, I mean, I know we've talked about your dogs quickly. We're talking about it on. I mean, dogs is a, a, a big part of your life, and obviously, a, a, I presume a big part of the business plan as well. Then, yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was really important for me that the fur founders were part of the company. So if you look on our website, we've got Maisie and Duffel, both my dogs, but we're very much a part of. You know, when we developed the paw balm, when we developed the dog wash. Maisie's a Westie, she's got really sensitive skin. So like, dogs are a big part of our of my life and they're a part of my family, so I don't have children, so they are like my children. So, you know, when I 
when the dog wash was designed, I designed it to go on the bathroom shelf with all the other human products because for me, hair, skin, fur, you're all one family. Yeah. Um, I know that's like, you know, if you're a non-dog lover, you're going to think I'm a right weirdo. No, I know. And I, I, when you know, you know. If you've got dogs, you understand yeah. if you haven't. Fair enough. So as well as, I mean, well, so you're an influencer. I mean, and so in which case then, would you class yourself as an entrepreneur? I don't know. That word makes makes me cringe a bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Why? you know, I've set up a business to, that's a little bit different. So I suppose yeah, maybe you are. we create a new path. So, yeah, I, in, in which case then, if you feel a little bit um, cringy, embarrassed about it, I mean, and my next question was, and again, we've talked about it, uh, in Wales, what do you think the, the, the state of entrepreneurship is? I mean, is Wales a good place to do business? Is Wales a good place to be an entrepreneur? There seems to be a lot of local businesses kind of sprouting up, particularly like from the Valleys area. And there certainly seems to be a lot of support in place for, for local businesses. So we've had a lot of support from Social Business Wales, WCVA, you know, the Development Bank are really keen, particularly in, in this current situation where big companies are kind of, you know, laying people off. I think it's important to support local businesses like us and we are seeing a lot of support. So, you know, I think there's a lot of um, fantastic new businesses coming up in Wales and, um, yeah, if they can just stick at it now through this time, I, you yeah. know, hopefully we'll see a rise in that. Do you think there's still a little bit of, uh, again, I use the word ignorance, maybe a bit of, uh, I don't know, maybe snobbery is the word, about the, the outside Wales and uh, if, if you're looking for investors outside Wales and are they are they likely to come down the M4 corridor and now invest in Welsh businesses and Welsh startups and things? Yeah, no, um, my personal answer is I don't think so at all. I haven't experienced that and... You know, I, we've even got, you know, you know Deborah Meaden, the Dragon's Den mm-hmm. um, yep. lady. She's been super supportive. Like, we've never contacted Deborah at all, but she's seen what we do and she buys our products and she promotes us. So, you know, we've never asked her to do that. So, I think being Welsh is really cool. And I think, you know, it's a fantastic country with, as I say, fantastic creative people. And I don't see that prejudice really. And I, I haven't felt it. I think if you've got a good brand, yeah. um, the good business plan and you've got good products i think people would be mad not to invest um you know in Welsh businesses I, the only thing i would say is i don't know whether i think it's a welsh trait that we have um and i don't mean to sound anti-english in this in any way but sometimes like because obviously i work with a lot of people in, in london sorry and sometimes they would be a lot more forthcoming is that another post Bloody but, <laughs> It's an Amazon delivery now, and he's barking at them. Go on, carry on. He's out. Oh, tell you. Um, yeah. So I, as I was saying, I think what we do in Wales, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase that answer because I don't want it to sound anti-English in any way. Yeah. But I think we shine our light under a bushel a lot. You know, sometimes we're almost too shy to say how good we are. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, I, I understand that definitely. So. You, you, you touched on upon that this podcast will go out in June. This is the June podcast. So uh, goodness only knows it, when we're actually going to come out of this lockdown because we're recording this just towards the end of, of May. Are you finding it difficult? Um, so I've been on lockdown um, for the last maybe two and a half months. It's just been me and the dogs and I've been working online. Uh, you know, So basically all our trade orders have stopped, obviously, because restaurants and hotels have sort of hmm. ceased trading. So we've had to make sure that, well, A, we wanted to keep going, we wanted to keep people employed, you know, the core skeleton staff. 
and we've had to switch all the business to online. So that's been a kind of a massive change for us. Um, and I've had to kind of learn new skills and learn how to use Facebook, which I'm one of the rare people who haven't got a Facebook account, so I don't know really. So that's kind of new. So yeah, we've had to adapt certain things, but for me, as awful as this has been, you know, we've had the chance to prove that we are a genuine social enterprise, that we've we're almost at now 10,000 NHS and key worker donations. Oh, go then. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Because I've been involved in, in a donation to the NHS, but my God, what you've been doing is amazing. Tell us about that then. You know, as I said at the start, Goodwash aims to make a difference, is to improve lives in local communities in Wales. And we we can change things up. So, for example, in January, when you had the, the horrendous bushfires in Australia, we could donate some of the profits the profits from the products to the to the koala bears via wires in Australia. So, and then when COVID happened, we've got the ability to kind of switch and help and go to where the help is needed. So we've done two things. We've, if there's a hospital or an ICU or a department that needs emergency wash products or hand lotions, you know, because obviously they're washing all the time and their hands get sore, we have just been responding to requests so we've had requests from like Whipped Cross, Bart, St Ormond Street. We've done all the Welsh Trust in Wales. And we've donated wash packages with like shampoo, soaps and hand lotion and things like that. Okay. So as I say, we're currently up to, we're almost at 10,000. And then once we hit 10,000, we're going to do something quite big. We don't know what it is yet. We need to have a plan. <laughs> but um, hopefully next week. That is amazing, though. I, I mean, that's, that says it already, what you're all about, isn't it, really? Uh, but um, do you think, when we talk about COVID and, you know, obviously people's lives have changed, do you think that people will uh, change their way of doing business after we are, well, I was going to say back to normal or whatever normal is? Um, but, yeah. you know, once this maybe um, releases a little bit of, uh, of freedom, if you like, that's the word, do you think that people will just go back and say, oh, we'll just start again? Or have they realised, oh, yeah, I need to work and live in a different way and hopefully for the better and i'm talking not just individuals yeah. but for little businesses startups and big conglomerates as well i suppose you know i re i really really hope so when you speak to people it's like you know how lovely is the wildlife how lovely is yeah. you know having the countryside walks and you know we need to think about a green exit or a green future or whatever the, you know the term is and i really hope that as we are kind of released from COVID or however you want to kind of approach that, people don't just forget and they really do care about the local businesses who have been continuing to support them and, and do good. And things like the Wildlife Trust, the, the Slanwise, the homeless charities who are still having to do all this without the usual support. So I hope not. I hope people, I hope this has been a bit of a wake up call. Mm. Um, you know, we can live differently. People say, oh, you can't stop all the flights. You can't stop everything from working. But look, it's happened. It's almost like, I'm not a religious person at all, but it's almost like if there was a God, he'd be like, I've literally pressed the reset button. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. In a really simple way. So it's a tough question, but have you, you haven't regretted making this move, have you? All those years ago after all working in the, you haven't regretted it. This, this is you. This is what you as a person is all about, isn't it really? It is, and it's really good when you find it. And some people find their, this is gonna sound a bit deep, but some people find what they really wanna do early on in life, and I think that's wonderful. But for me, I, I like sport, I like this and like that, but now I feel like I'm actually doing 
what I really I feel really proud of. I am making a difference. And, and um, you know, if people look at the website and they look at our blogs and they see all the good that we're doing, hopefully they can see that as well and be part of it. Because Good Wash isn't just about me or Kelly or you know the, the members. It's about everybody in the community, and we want everybody to be a part of it and get involved. Which is why you are June podcast <laughs> because you're an influencer at the end of the day, whether you yeah, like it or you not. Yeah, but you know what, Chris? Go on. I'm well. Um, and you've just well, said, I yeah, we, we don't, we don't, we don't shout it out, do we? As you just said, but you should. What about the future then, Mandy? I mean, I know we've talked uh, before. You had big plans at one time. Are those on are those plans on hold for now, or what? What about the future? What, what would you like to see yourself doing in I don't know five, ten years time? Where do you see the company going first of all? I would love to grow the company to make it a company that Wales feels a part of. Everybody in Wales is proud of it, has a part, you know, can contribute to it. But the key thing is that we have uh, a good wash foundation or a fund which we currently have, but that grows. So we've got the commercial aspect of the, all the products which are naturally sourced with Welsh ingredients and made locally. But there's also the other part of it, which is the do good. Dione is, is what we call it. Dione, kind of? Dione meaning kindness, yeah, basically, yeah, good goodness, I suppose, yeah. yeah. That is a key part of it. So the more we can grow the commercial, side of it and grow the products the more we can do grow the do good fund for wales okay um so i would like to see that grow and yeah just to have a pot that we can really help people in wales make a difference but as well as that then part of the commercial side you had plans at one time to do something in barry didn't you did our hometown yes uh, is that uh, still uh, on the cards yeah yeah so you'll have to come down chris when we launch so we were due to launch the good sheds which is a a uh, container village full of uh, amazing local businesses, local breweries. Uh, James Summerin restaurant, Michelin Star is going in there. Drive-through coffee, gym, you know, like a real local community hub. And we'll be launching our first retail store there, which is zero waste as well. So you can come and refill. And then on the top floor, we've got a overlooking the sea. We've got a creative space where we can do local community initiatives and, and help local groups and help raise money and, and things like that. So that was due to launch in June. I must say it's been delayed until August and I'm really pleased about that <laughs> because um, I haven't even bought a shelf yet, to be honest. You can't get anything but, delivered so, anyway at the moment, can you? I can't, yeah, I can't get a shelf anyway. So that's still going to go ahead. We're still launching that in August and that will you know, you'll have to come down and visit us. And, um... It's amazing, though, that you can just take this idea and run with it and just, just get on with it. You, you, you're, you're the kind of person that's like, if you've got an idea, you just do it. You get on with it. You don't faff around, do you? No, and you, you can have meetings upon meetings and plan to do things that don't actually do them. Uh, and, and both Kelly and I are a little bit like, let's just give it a go. We, we felt like it was the right thing to do. We feel like Wales needed a really cool Welsh product, you know, without yeah. daffodils on it. That was really cool. Yeah, like, or sheep, you know, or, or miners, or uh, what else? Yeah, valleys and hills and whatever. Yeah, this. I mean, if people have seen the the, the packaging and the labelling, it's it's subtle, it's cool, it's trendy, it's smart, it's classy, isn't it? And as you say, it, it's bilingual, which is a which is a real unique thing, really, if you think about it. We've had no negative feedback at all, at all, in the last two years about any of the Welsh language. Um, it's just, it's always an extra, it's a plus, it's, it, you know, and for the word beard in Welsh, obviously we've got sebon dar, which means good soap, and then we've got shampoo dar, which means good shampoo, and then beard bar, 
It's Barfdar, isn't it? Yeah, Barfdar, yeah. Bar B A R F. England, you have a couple of funny looks. Bav. 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 Yeah. Bav. Bav. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But as you say, it's a, it's a, it's a good chance to, to teach some Welsh, isn't it? To uh, what? How do people get hold of your products? At the moment, you say it's just online, but ordinarily, uh, how do people get hold of your products? So usually, we we like to work with good people. So like, if if you we work with the Grove Hotel in Arbroath. Um, so we've helped them reduce all their uh, hotel room wastes and reduce their plastic. So you could buy the products there if you stayed there as well. Um, and it's here, for example, in um, near Aberystwyth. You, you could buy the products there. So if we're in a hotel, you tend to buy them there as well. Um, we've also been in John Lewis. Um, we're due to be in Harrods again in the next, just before Christmas. Wow. Um, but at the moment, it's kind of online because most of our stock is are closed so yeah. if you do need us have a look for us online and there's 20% off literally all through covid so if there's anything you need say fans 20 is the code and all the profits then go towards our nhs donations brilliant and i know you're on uh, social media you've got a website as well uh, give people an idea what the social media tags are uh hashtag goodwashco hashtag one wash at a time before we finish i know you've got a um an association uh, support association i suppose with something called antarctic fire angels basically the antarctic angels are inspirational group of um six firefighters female firefighters from all over the uk well well, three from wales and three from uh from england and they are about well in 2023 they are doing an expedition from this from the start of the antarctic to the south pole and they're doing it to raise awareness for mental health and to inspire future generations of females. Female recruitment into the fire service is quite low as a rule generally. And I think they're just trying to inspire people, well, females to be whatever they want to be. You know, that you know, if you want to be a firefighter, great. If you want to be a pilot, great. Just yeah. because you're a girl. Oh, that's, that is amazing. So, well, thank you so much. Um, as I say, in my eyes and in many people's eyes, you're obviously a, a, an entrepreneur, whether you like it or not, man. Are you, are you actually an influencer as well, in a big, big way, as far as I'm concerned? Are these dogs keeping you sane in this in this period? Because my dog, even though he's a pain in the backside sometimes, is absolutely keeping me sane, you know, uh, walking on the beach, walking on the cliffs. Uh, I, I've seen little videos of your two, who are, they deserve a series by themselves, I think, on TV, don't mind anything else. But are they keeping you sane? They're worth their weight in gold. Like they just, they are my companions. So like on a night, on an evening, if we're having like supper, Dillis actually sits on the chair now opposite me. So you <laughs> I've know, we're on the veranda. I don't know whether you've seen her on the videos, but Maisie will sit by my feet so she'll have a dentist stick or something. Dillis actually pops up on the chair like a human. So I, I actually feel like I'm not alone during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> That's good though, isn't it? Because everybody's together. That is really good. No, it is. Right, uh, listen, hey, thank you very much. I'll let you go back uh, and, and do some hard work. Uh, um, I've got to go. I can I can hear another van coming up our road. It must be a, an, another Amazon delivery. Goodness only knows who's delivering what. My oh. bloody dog's going to be barking his head oh. off again. Right, hey, stay safe, Bye. and we'll see each other soon, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Bye, Chris.